You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Today on the ZABEcast, Trevor Bauer's long road to redemption has finally come home. A bombshell video that shows just how evil and shameless some young women are when it comes to seeing athletes as targets for money. Plus, did the NFL go too far with hyping Taylor Swift? Of course. The question is, how much further will it go? Your 35-minute solo ride of honest sports opinions is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. Thank you for downloading. It is just you and I today, and that's fine because, holy shit, there is a lot to get to. Let's start with Trevor Bauer. Wow. Oh, yeah, that guy you may say to yourself, the guy that supposedly choked out, punched this woman that he was barely even dating. 
just sort of a sexual hookup when he was with the Los Angeles Dodgers and got suspended by Major League Baseball for a record, I don't know how many games, it was like a year and a half. When he finally got through that, the Dodgers were forced to make the decision, what are we doing? And I believe they voided his contract or sent him on his way. He's pitching in Japan currently. And quietly, once everyone has long since forgotten about Trevor Bauer, an eccentric guy, guy who once cut his finger open playing with his drones. Remember that? When he was with Cleveland before he became a Dodger? Everyone just assumed, oh yeah, Trevor Bauer, whatever happened to him, who cares, fuck him, he's a weirdo and a goofball and a probably a guy who uh, is a sexual pervert, if not a guy who committed assault, but he was never charged with it. Never mind the fact, all along, there was never any charges brought against him, much less a conviction in a court of law. And this is why I have been forever hammering this insane decision by by sports leagues to go down the path of, well, there doesn't need to be any formal criminal charges. There doesn't need to be a guilty plea or a conviction. We're going to take justice into our own hands. What happens then when an innocent man has his career ruined? Does anyone care? Or because a guy might be a cocky, sort of a weird dude, are you just going to go, okay, whatever, but we can't have this. Here's Trevor Bauer two years after his life took a very bad turn on one particular decision to sleep with a woman who is clearly out to take his money. This was posted by Bauer on Monday after he finally settled mutual lawsuits between his accuser and him against each other. Take a listen. Next victim, star pitcher for the Dodgers. A text Lindsay Hill sent to a friend before she ever even met me. What should I steal? She asked another in reference to visiting my house for the first time. The answer, take his money. So how might that work? I'm going to his house Wednesday, she said. I already have my hooks in. You know how I roll. Then, after the first time we met, net worth is 51 mil, she said. Bitch, you better secure the bag, was the response. Uh, but, but how is she going to do that? Need daddy to choke me out, she said. Being an absolute whore to try to get in on his 51 million, read another text. Uh, then, after the second time we met, former Padres pitcher Jacob Nix told her, you got to get this bag. I'll give you 50,000, Lindsay replied. Her AA sponsor asked her at one point, do you feel a tiny bit guilty? Not really, she replied. Since then, her legal team has approached me multiple times about coming to a financial settlement. But as I have done since day one, I refuse to pay her even a single cent. Uh, In August of 2021, Lindsay Hill's claims were heard in court. And during those legal proceedings, critical information was deliberately and unlawfully concealed from me and my legal team. Uh, Information like this video, which was taken by Lindsay Hill herself the morning after she claimed she was brutally attacked, emotionally traumatized, and desperate to get away from me. Uh, And now we have the metadata, so there can be no dispute. Uh, It was taken mere minutes before she left my house on the morning of May 16th, 2021. By the way, the video, you have to see it. It is chilling in its evilness of, fuck this guy, I'm going to lie and ruin his life and try to get his money. Her face does not look at all bruised or scratched or scarred or anything. And she's smiling 
in a very evil way as she silently videotapes herself while Bauer is asleep next to her. Absolute evil. Without my knowledge or consent, of course. Uh, in it, you can see her lying in bed next to me while I'm sleeping, smirking at the camera without a care in the world or any marks on her face. I think it paints a pretty clear picture of what actually happened the evening of May 15th and why the video was originally concealed from us. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, after hearing the evidence available to her, Judge Diana Gold Saltman found that Lindsay Hill had misled the court. She found her claims to be materially misleading. Uh, she denied her request for a domestic violence restraining order, and she found that no sexual assault or non-consensual conduct took place. Now, some of you might not know about restraining order hearings. I know I didn't, but uh, I've since learned that uh, it's extremely rare for a request for a restraining order to be denied because the standard of proof that you need to obtain one is extremely low. So you can make of that what you will. The fact is I was never arrested. I was never charged with a crime and I won the only legal proceeding that took place without my side of the story even being heard. Uh, and most importantly, as I've said from day one, I never sexually assaulted Lindsay Hill or anyone else for that matter. So I sued her, which prompted her to countersue me. Quite frankly, regardless of the outcome in court, I've paid significantly more in legal fees than Lindsay Hill could ever pay me in her entire life. Uh, and I knew that would be the case going in, but the lawsuit was never about the money for me. It was the only way for me to obtain critical information to clear my name. Uh, the discovery process in that lawsuit recently concluded, at which point uh, Lindsay Hill's legal team again came to us with another proposal to resolve the case. This time, however, they weren't seeking any money from me. Having received uh, much of the information that had been hidden from us, uh, a small portion of which I've referenced here, um, I was willing to agree to the terms proposed. Both parties would drop their respective lawsuits and neither of us would pay either side any money. Um, I also retained my right to speak publicly about the case, something I have not been at liberty to do since June of 2021. So as of today, both lawsuits have been settled. Now, over the last two years, I've been forced to defend my integrity uh, and my reputation in a very public setting, but hopefully this is the last time I have to do so, as I'd prefer to just remain focused on doing my job, uh, winning baseball games and entertaining fans around the world. So today, I'm happy to be moving on with my life. There you go. Trevor Bauer. The line for writers and pundits and media members to apologize to him starts right here. Go ahead, Step right up and go ahead and say, God, geez, I, I wrote some bad things about you. I said some bad things. I rushed to judgment. I assumed X, Y, and Z. I believed all women. What a terrible phrase that is. What a terrible idea that is. And it is so dangerous to say in a situation it's dangerous to say on a paid platform where unlike this which is my own podcast but it's dangerous to say where there's an employer who might get pushback from the usual activist type people that want to you know rattle cages it's dangerous to say believe all women why some of them lie how dare you say that next thing you know there's an email to your boss and it goes up the corporate food chain and then it becomes a big headache so a lot of us, like me, just steer entirely clear of it if I'm speaking on a platform that is not my own. This is my own platform, and I lead with this story today because it's important 
to lead with the truth. And it's important to defend even guys you might go, he still strikes me as skeevy. Or he was dumb for even hooking up with this woman because he should have known as a ball player, these kind of things can and do happen. Whatever. I lead with it because this is necessary to do to try to push back and to counter when it, when somebody gets wrongly accused like this. If if you let this stand, there's going to be more of it. It's crazy. So will baseball say uh, you're back or will a team sign him after this? My money is on the no. Now, I don't know how he can pitch right now, how, how good his stuff is per se, but no team wants to take this headache on and no one, more importantly, wants to admit they were wrong. An apology or actually admitting I was it's hard as the Fonz back in the day, wrong. But there you have it. Just go back to the start of that. Next victim, star pitcher for the Dodgers. Wow. And then she says, need daddy to choke me out. Talking about money. Talking to another professional athlete about, I'll give you 50 grand. Wow. I don't know how this is not considered extortion. I don't know how she wouldn't be facing possible criminal charges. Not brought by Bauer himself, but brought by uh, the district attorney's office, even though I think that would be unlikely. How is it, if the lawyers come to, to Trevor Bauer going, is there a financial settlement that we could come to to make this kind of go all the way, kind of make this go away? What would that be? Anyway, we'll see what happens next. Step right up. The apology line for those who are quick to condemn begins right here. Believe the evidence. Believe the evidence and think critically and be skeptical at all times. Always be skeptical. You're not going to win any points by, oh, I care more, so I'm just going to assume this bad thing that fits the socially accepted narrative is true. Be skeptical. Say, hmm, sounds bad. I'd like to hear more. Or I need to see this. Or let's wait until this happens before I jump to conclusions. And I know, I've been guilty of this myself. I'm trying to be better. So now it comes out, it was Xander Shoffley more than it was Patrick Cantley. By the way, mazel mazel to Patrick Cantley. We got married yesterday, right after the Ryder Cup in Italy. Mazel mazel. Good things. <laughs> That's incredible. The guy plays some of the best golf of his career. Total ice water in his veins. That's why they call him Patty Ice. And then he gets <laughs> married on Monday. I joked to somebody, I go, he must be so cheap that he told his bride, all right, well, I got this work trip in Rome coming up in late September. We can get married on the Monday after this thing is over. Eh, it's a golf thing, honey. <laughs> we get married on Monday. It's really cheap renting a wedding venue on Monday. <laughs> a Monday wedding. Anyway, mazel mazel to him, but maybe it was Cantlay, or maybe it was Shoffley all along. The two are close friends for reasons I don't fully understand, but now reporting from the Times of London says that Shoffley, along with Cantley, but mainly Shoffley, according to his father, didn't want to sign 
the agreement that was put in front of all Ryder Cup players by the PGA of America. And the agreement was the so-called player participation and benefit agreement. And the key part of the agreement was allowing Netflix cameras to be in the team room for their upcoming second season of Full Swing. Stefan Shoffley, his father, said that Xander received the agreement in July and that he had three changes he wanted to make. (laughs) Yeah, I want to strike this, this, and this. No, no, this is the agreement. If you want to be part of the team, this is the agreement. We're not going in and changing certain clauses. According to Stefan, the PG of America did not respond to inquiries about the amendments. Good! Uh, you know, wait a minute. Did I read this right? However, according to Stefan, the PG of America did not respond to inquiries about the amendments. Okay, yeah, good. So in other words, Shoffley and his camp said, uh, yeah, okay, this agreement, PGA of America, we, we got a couple issues, but we need some amendments. And the PGA is like, uh, out of the office. The PG of America was not willing to even talk to us about the amendments, said Stefan. It was very late in the schedule right before the team came here to practice because they had moved the deadline and they said, if you don't sign it by then, you're off the team. But they never gave us the contact information of their legal counsel. Stefan said, finally, the time uh, told the Times that finally on September 2nd, after the head of the PGA of America got involved himself, that Shoffley finally got resolution to his questions. The story didn't specify whether it was the PGA of America CEO, Seth Waugh, or somebody else. Said, Stefan, I received a message that Xander was back on the team. That you can quote, that's the extent of this, and I think it's shameful. With all due respect, Stefan Shoffley, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you and your zilch of a personality, son. Excellent golfer, a gold medalist in the Olympics. Hey, how about that? But you cannot measure the tiny amount of interest anyone who's even a golfer has in Xander Shoffley. Boring as watching grass grow. And to my knowledge, has never been in the final pairing on Sunday at a major. Don't quote me on that. I'd be willing to bet it. I mean, he's been in the mix, per se. I don't think he ever entered the Sunday lead of a major where all the talk was, can Xander finally do it? And just boring, which is fine. But that's the problem with guys like Shoffley and Cantlay. They think they're sports stars. They think they have intrinsic value. You know, the big argument from, you know, uh, Stefan his dad was that, you know, they're, they're using his intellectual property or not intellectual. They're using their, uh, what's the actual uh, words? Uh, <clears throat> in the time story, Shoffley acknowledged that the issue is one worth exploring regarding getting paid. Um, Stefan said, this is a long game. Maybe in two or three Ryder Cups when the parties have decided to come to the table instead of leaving the elephant standing in the middle of the golf course. It's all about improving this product instead of being secretive and non-communicative. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Shoffley is the sixth uh, sixth in the world golf rankings. Struggled at Marco Simone, finishing 1-3-1 and one, to an American side that fell to Europe, 16.5-11.5. Blah, 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 blah. These guys, they come and go. And Shoffley is not a needle mover in any way, shape, or form. And the funny thing was, they ended up not allowing 
the full swing cameras in the locker room because Captain Zach Johnson said the team voted unanimously to not allow that, to preserve the sanctity and sacredness, I'm using their quotes, of Team USA. (laughs) We're talking about a golf exhibition, right? I don't know how many of you listening right now listen to my edition of the Capital Golf Gang. Nerds! Prior to the Ryder Cup. But I went off with my colleagues. And by the way, we're going to record a post-Ryder Cup full recap. Because I know many of you are like, Jesus. I came here for football today. You gave me Trevor Bauer and golf right out of the gate. Sit tight. We're getting to the football. Uh, If you want the full breakdown of the Ryder Cup, it'll be on the Capital Golf Gang this week. We record on Wednesday and we'll have plenty more to say. But I screamed to those guys on the show prior to the Ryder Cup. I said, make this an exhibition again. It's just an exhibition. It's been hyped and overinflated to the point of popping like a balloon because of what, you know, the modern television and fan sort of ethos is with the Ryder Cup. It's still just at the end of the day, an exhibition. And so therefore, there's nothing sacred in the team room. It's fucking ping pong is what it is. These guys hanging out. They should have said to Netflix, look, you can bring the cameras in. And all we want is we want final say on edit. We just want to be able to say, yeah, no, that, that, that won't look good. We want that out. And if you're Netflix, you would have taken that because having some footage, some assets with them being able to go, we don't want this, we don't want that, is still better than not having anything. Xander Shoffley, fuck him. Leave him off the team next time, seriously. I, I, I would watch the Ryder Cup if it was the next 12 guys wearing red, white, and blue. I'm not kidding. I would sort of miss some of the guys, but I'd still watch it because I'm a golf fan. I like watching high-level golf on television with the format presented once every two years. And the television coverage was terrible as well, but, well, that's another story altogether. We interrupt this podcast for a crass commercial message or two. You are listening to the ZabeCast. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the Betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Let's jump to football, shall we? The Chiefs beat the Jets last night, Sunday night football, in a game that was a lot closer than people thought, a lot closer than the odds makers thought, and certainly ended up being tight after a quick 17-0 lead by the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, and I don't know if you heard this, but apparently Taylor Swift was at the game. (gasps) Yes. Pop sensation Taylor Swift at the game. And they had plenty of shots of her and her friends and everyone else to the point where it got to be kind of ridiculous, but more on that in just a second. After the game, well, first of all, uh, the, the the Jets complained about two calls that went against them that were very questionable. A holding call that was not called on a long Patrick Mahomes scramble. And then also a pass interference call on Sauce Gardner that was also, eh, not so much. 
But after the game, Rodney Harrison decided he was going to try to goad Chiefs defensive tackle, all-world D tackle Chris Jones, into pretty much calling Zach Wilson trash. Here was the bite, and I cannot find... I cannot find the clean television version of this, which I wonder if it's being scrubbed from social media if somebody tries to post it. This is clearly somebody pointing their camera at the TV screen and turning up the volume. But here's the way Rodney Harrison, a former player in this league, talking to another player with Father Dungy, the nicest, most likable, hey, let's all keep this above board and professional television pundit, former coach out there. This is what Rodney Harrison said. Was Zach better tonight than what you anticipated he would be watching him on tape? And you could be honest. Um, honestly, yeah. uh, if I'm being completely honest, we knew it was going to be a battle. He's continued to get better week in and week out. And he's continued to lead week in and week out. But watching that tape, man, you got to look at this dude and say, oh, he is garbage. Like, we should we should really tear him apart sure. earlier. Like I said, Zach Wilson is special, man. You just got to give the guy time. You know what I wait, mean? Wait, 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 wait. Did you say Zach Wilson is special? Yeah. I think he had a special night, but I don't think he's special. I've got to prove that over. You're special because you proved it over a course of time. <laughs> he's not special. I'm just saying, Chris. Hey, listen. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. Like, talk about tone deaf to the room and not understanding, okay, you're on Sunday night football. You're interviewing one of the players post game. You're not on one of these morning yak fests. Although maybe Harrison is auditioning for that. I do think by the way, that Zach Wilson is garbage as a quarterback. He had a great night. Uh, he may be an a plus person, but as a quarterback, no, he ain't it. But here's the thing. That's for guys like me to say that's for the lower echelon of the media ecosystem you're Rodney Harrison keep it above board don't try out for uh you know uh first take in that platform apparently uh Harrison did apologize to Wilson head coach Robert Sala said that uh he handled things the right way the next morning that Harrison's a good man no Harrison is a dipshit and deserves to get crushed for it so The other thing about this game, and this goes to why I still love the NFL and I still watch it, I just love it a little bit less all the time. There is a play that has gone viral of Jet Safety DJ Reed just running at full speed as he executed a late blitz at Patrick Mahomes who had gone out of the pocket to do Patrick Mahomes things. He's bearing down on him as Mahomes floats towards the sideline and he just runs right past him. And you think, oh, well, that's because Mahomes is very slippery. He's very deft. He sidestepped him at the last minute. Nah, I ain't buying it. I think DJ Reed realized that he couldn't hit Mahomes at full speed like that, even if he hit him perfectly in the midsection. No helmet, no way that would be considered by the textbook a foul, but they would have, you know, he would have depleted him. And so he tried to kind of swipe at the ball as he was running past. I'm watching this clip on a loop right now. It's, It's sort of getting me dizzy just watching it over and over and over again. 
this is bullshit. This is why a lot of us just love the NFL a little bit less and a little bit less because you have to then hear the announcers just gush over, oh, Patrick Mahomes, he's so great. Well, yeah, you can't touch him. Once the game gets to this point and beyond, it's going to be a quick unraveling of, well, what are we even watching here? DJ Reed should have blasted Patrick Mahomes, should have separated him violently from the football, and perhaps temporarily his senses. Injure him? No, I'm not saying that. But a brief and temporary violent separation of Mahomes from the football and Mahomes from his senses is what built the NFL. That's what people love. And if you're a team playing against him and you see that defenders have to do this because they know he's the golden boy on the golden team with Taylor Swift and access to her hundreds of millions of fans worldwide to co-promote the NFL, yeah, you're probably going to make a, quote, business decision as DJ Reed did. Now, as far as the Taylor Swift fluffing by the NFL itself, the NFL social media account was found on the the morning after to have said uh, under its little uh, Instagram description that the Chiefs are 2-0 as Swifties. On their Twitter page, their little slogan said under their official NFL, at NFL slogan or at NFL, what do you call it? Moniker, it's avatar. It said, we had the best day with you today and it had pictures of Taylor Swift in their header of the NFL. Now, this is savvy marketing, I suppose. You're going to bring more fans into the mix because Swifties who don't like football are going to be exposed to it. They might become regular fans, maybe. They might buy someday merchandise. They might buy Kelsey merchandise, although (laughs) there was one one Swiftie with a red jersey that said 87, clearly not a Chiefs jersey, that said Kelsey on the back, (laughs) S-E-Y. Uh, it's like the Kelsey jersey Ma'auto. Mahomes and Ma'auto. <laughs> Get one of those jerseys. A number of people have said, would the NFL please stop simping for Taylor Swift? And I sort of agree with that. But then there's Jason Whitlock who goes even further. And I know Jay right now, I know Jay, you listen to the podcast, you're on it as well. I would say turn this down because I know how much you don't like Jason Whitlock. But I want to read it food for thought. You can agree, disagree. He writes that football is the last powerful force in American television. It's the only content that still drives large ratings and brings together a disparate group of American citizens across political and racial spectrums. Agreed, by the way. Football, he says, was the only conservative institution that the left had so far failed to conquer and reshape. But Deion Sanders and Taylor Swift are planting the mission-accomplished flag for the left. Most people can't see it. They think Sanders and Swift are harmless entertainers who make people smile. Dion loves to talk about his Christian faith and love of Jesus. What do his actions say? His actions say that he is in love with the adulation of the world. A friend of the world is an enemy of God. The Bible makes this clear. No one who takes his faith seriously would invite the rapper Da Baby to speak to college kids. Sanders did that this weekend before his Buffaloes played USC. Da Baby's real name is Jonathan Kirk. 
His original stage name was Baby Jesus. Here's an alternate nickname for Jonathan Kirk, writes Whitlock, Black Kyle Rittenhouse. Kirk, like Rittenhouse, shot two people and killed one. He claimed self-defense in each shooting. Okay, so what's the difference between Kirk and Rittenhouse? Rittenhouse shot white people in self-defense. Kirk shot black people in self-defense. Could a white coach keep his job if he invited Rittenhouse to speak to his team about overcoming adversity? Yes, that's what Dion said. He's like, all right, I want the baby to speak to you guys about overcoming adversity. He, he's a thousand percent right. It would never happen. The baby's bad behavior goes beyond two shooting incidents. He's been involved in violent assaults, including at least one that involved striking a woman. His music is crude and pornographic. His most popular song and video is in 2023, Shake Summon. Shake Summon. He repeatedly barks that he makes ghetto bitches put their hands on their knees while women in G-strings twerk. I have to go watch that video. Sorry. Sanders' impact on college football will be similar, writes Whitlock, to compete with him in recruiting. More and more college coaches will have to invite rappers and sex influencers like Brittany Renner, I don't know who she is, to speak to their teams. What's sad is that football does not need the support of rappers or pop music stars. Football is being used by Taylor Swift, DaBaby, and the dying music industry. Most of the music has become so unimaginative and degenerate that it can't reach, can't inspire, and can't motivate people the way it did in previous eras. The music has no real message. It's no longer a reflection of culture. It's only good for twerking and TikTok. Jason Whitlock writing for theblaze.com. You can attack the messenger on that, but is he right? Does he make some good points there? I've seen people say what Dion is doing for college football is great because of the attention, the celebrity influence, everything else. I think what Dion is doing is great for Dion. It's great for Colorado, but they're still going to have to keep up the recruiting once this initial honeymoon phase wears off. And I believe I saw somebody, it might have been Danny Cannell, say that he looked up the recruiting rankings and they're only like 71st in the country. This will help recruiting, but this initial little surge, you know, it's not sustainable in the long run. We'll see. I'm still mostly Dion positive, but yeah, the whole thing about bringing a rapper and speak to the team, look, I overcame diversity or I overcame adversity and you can too. Yeah. To baseball, man, oh man, why does this happen to Brewer fans? Literally hours before their first wild card game against the Diamondbacks, ace Brandon Woodruff, one of their co-aces, along with Corbin Burns, announced he's out for the first round of the playoffs and maybe the rest of the playoffs with a shoulder injury that somehow just sort of snuck up in the final 10 days of the season. Dagger. The Brewers lost in the 2021 playoffs to Atlanta. Not so much in part of, but it didn't help that they lost their all-world setup man, uh, closer Devin Williams, because he punched a wall in celebration after they clinched the NL Central. Now this Brandon Woodruff thing. What a dagger. 
Still, we'll see what happens first round. I've said on my radio show in Milwaukee, I said if they can get through the first round and take the Dodgers to five, it'll hurt, but at least you can say if you're a Brewer fan, wow, hell of a season. Attendance is up in Major League Baseball this year, 9%. It's the largest year-of-year increase since 1993. Has to be accounted for the fact the pitch clock rules, the sudden death format of the 10th inning and beyond, which I know the purists hate, the limits on the mound visits, and all this other stuff. Look, it works. Game times are quicker. Attendance is up. Can't argue with that. Now, if we can just get RoboUmp, Codify Baseball says Major League Baseball umpires missed over 21,000 balls and strikes during the 2023 regular season. Period. Next sentence. It was their best season ever. (laughs) Uh, Codify is a system. It says uh, Codify's personalized game planning for greater pitching success. Send a DM to learn how to join them today. I guess they track this stuff uh, based on the electronic fake strike zone box. They show a highlight reel of just some of the shittiest strike calls. And I know that I have friends, I'm looking at you, Houston Scotty, who have been on a war path. Robo-ump, robo-ump, robo-ump. I think we're getting close. It's going to be a tough one to finally push past the unionized umpires front. I think we're going to get there. The technology is finally getting better. They're getting fewer and fewer null results, basically, where the machine comes back and says, I don't know what that was. And then you've got a real conundrum. Well, what do we do? Do we redo the pitch? Do we manually call it? How do we handle that? But the 21,000 missed balls and strikes, if that's truly their best year ever since they started tracking this with the electronic tracking, tells you just how many pitches across Major League Baseball, 162 games. And 30 teams for the span of six months, just how many pitch, that's 21,000 misses out of how many? I'd love to know the total number. That's their best year ever. And I know you're going to say, the the players get irate about this because the catcher's locked in, the batter's locked in, the pitcher's locked in. And their thinking is, well, is it too much to ask for the umpire to be similarly locked in on calling balls and strikes? And I get that in principle, but two huge factors that maybe players don't appreciate. One, the umpire has a terrible angle on the strike zone because he has to crouch behind the catcher and slightly offset to the plate itself. And the second thing is the umpire's out there calling everybody's at bats. A batter just has to be locked in for seven, eight, nine pitches. And a catcher catching half an inning has to just be locked in for half of the time the umpire is. The umpire's got to be locked in for way longer. And it's inevitable if you're going to have a human do it, no matter how good they are, no matter how focused, no matter how good a night's sleep they had the night before, and how ready they are to call a good game, they're fucking going to miss some. (laughs) They're they're going to, wait, what was that? They're going to have off nights. But we'll see if RoboOmp comes anytime soon here to Major League Baseball. I'll end on this. It's usually not a great thing when they start naming legislation after you. 
it means you're a serial killer or someone who's abducted kids. It's usually not good when they do legislation in your name. It's legislation that's meant to curtail a societal ill. Well, in California, there is a new bill circulating called the Katy Perry Act. Is that an homage to the great Katy Perry from Santa Barbara, California? No, it is not. It is aimed to protect the elderly from, quote, financial abuse when dealing with real estate. (laughs) Apparently, Katy Perry and her real estate agents purchased this incredible property in Santa Barbara from uh, the, uh, who is the guy here? Uh, 84 years old. Let's see here. Here's the full story right here. Let me get it for you. Pop, pop it up. Uh, the, she bought a medieval Spanish Gothic Tudor estate in California against the wishes of the archdiocese. While Perry won the lawsuit, the incident was perhaps more remembered for the collapse and death of one of the nuns in court during the trial that tried to say, hey, we were sort of bullheaded into this. She's currently trying to buy the estate of 84-year-old founder of 1-800-Flowers. It's an 11-bedroom mansion that she and her partner Orlando Bloom purchased for $15 million. Westcott, the 84-year-old, contended that he could not consent to the sale as he was suffering from mental decline and had been taking prescription opiates just days after a major surgery when he sold some of the home, when he sold the home to Perry and a real estate agent. So the legislation is called the Protection for Elderly Realty for Retirement Years Act or the Katy Perry Act. Get it? P-E-R-R-Y. The act establishes a 72-hour cool-down period during which either party involved in a contract for the conveyance of a personal residence in which one party is over the age of 75 can rescind the agreement without penalty. I don't know. Sometimes I think, well, maybe this 84-year-old realized he had sold it for a price that was far too low to a star like Katy Perry and her husband or her partner, Orlando Bloom. And then just said, oh, wait a minute. Let let me get out of this. Oh, I'm just a, I'm a confused old man. I'm, I'm on my deathbed. How dare you take advantage of me? Well, does it fit with the comps? Is it a fair deal? Did you actually sign the papers? Was your, did you have a real estate agent with you? Who was it on Seinfeld uh, who got caught stealing books? And the defense was, ah, I'm just an old man. I'm confused. All right, that's enough for me tonight. I'm going off to watch some football, if that's okay. Is that good? We'll watch some Monday Night Football, put an end to week four in the NFL. Now that we've got four games in the book, I can start making some broad characterizations of the teams at the quarter pole of the 2023 season. And yes, I will bring back Tears of a Clown just for you. Thanks for listening. Rate and review. Tell a friend. Subscribe to Fridays if you just need me for five days a week and not four and helps me support this podcast and hopefully keep it growing and growing and growing. I appreciate everyone's $5 a month for that. Go to zabe.com slash premium and you will find out how to do it there. And if you ever have any problems with your paid 
Fridays, please just email me, zabe at yahoo.com. I get on it right away. We get it untangled. Myself, Chris Broussard, the pod god himself, marketing maven of the stars, is Johnny on the spot no matter where he is, including at Notre Dame, watching the Fighting Irish. He's got two sons who gone through Notre Dame. One who's gone through, one who's still there, living his best life. Haven't been invited yet, but hopefully I will sometime soon. All right, thanks for listening. Have a great Tuesday, and we will see you next time.